0: Well, welcome to the final session of the Couples in Business Empowerment Program, and it's been such a pleasure to, um, you know, I guess to review and go over all of these details. And I hope that you've really enjoyed the process as well. And I was listening to a story the other day where um, there's a couple, and um, and they have to move house, and so they've got the removal removing truck. Um, But there's not enough space so they have to get one of those trailers, you know Like a U-Haul trailer on the back of the truck to fit more stuff in and so the husband then says to the wife Can you go down and just check that you know the brake lights are working and um, And the indicators and things like that because obviously in traffic you wouldn't want there to have all of your you know favorite possessions and then be in traffic and somebody ram into the back of you And so she goes down to the back and he says okay now and she says yes, they're working. They're working This is the brake lights. They're working and he says okay, fantastic So I'm going to check the right indicator and um, and she goes okay. It's working. It's right w- oh, up It's not working. It's not working. It's working. It's working up oh, it's not working it's not working it's working it's when he gets out of the car he goes are you stupid it is an indicator when it's not working it's working that's how you know it's working and um and i think it's just a fabulous story to show that you know so so many times in our life as couples we think it's not working and it's working you know it's when you know that it's not working that it's working Because each time you get the opportunity to be able to learn at the next level. And so if you're having fights, but the fights aren't as intense as they used to be. If you're apologizing faster, it's working. You know, if you realize that you're not beating yourself up so much and you're getting a stronger self-image and you're starting to really plan together and be able to have conversations that used to cry a lot, now you're not crying anymore. It's working. It mightn't feel as if you're as far along the journey as what you desire to be, but don't think that it's not working. It's working and then it's not working. It's working then it's not working. That's how it's meant to go. And so there's not many couples that I've ever met that I aspire to be like that say that it's just on all of the time. No, it's on and then it's off and then it's on and then it's off. But every time that they're on, it's a better on. And every time that they're off, it's a better off. And so you just recognize that this whole, you know, working in partnership, working together is being able to laugh at each other, being able to laugh at yourself. That was a huge character flaw that I had. I was so serious, so, so serious. And I needed to learn some strategies from some friends of mine who found it very, very easy to laugh at themselves. And that to me was a character trait I really desired because I would hear her partner pick on her and she'd laugh and she'd tell the story but she'd embellish it to the point where we were all laughing and she'd be laughing the loudest whereas for me I'm always was always on edge when Kent told a story in my head my internal auditory was going haywire and thinking of all the silly things that he'd done that I could bring up because I was so insecure within myself and i think that you know that's the critical thing is to realize that we only ever teach what it is we want to learn this process has been the most important for me you know in this previous 12 months 24 months to really explore what the opportunities are for myself to grow within a couple and to understand that once we could get this whole thing happening and get it together and see that it was working was that within a in a period of two years we take our life to what I would define as bliss you know to really be working in balance together to be able to leverage our strengths and stop focusing on our weaknesses you know to have an investment strategy that we were aligned with that we were able to create passive income for ourselves so we were both free from the workforce you know to start to create some sustainable relationships and sustainable success instead of every single month having to start again go through the motions and then the next month start again go through the motions sustainability also means in your wealth strategy you know what are you what are you building as a couple that's going to be a legacy for you to leave when you leave the planet are you setting yourselves up financially and ultimately Do you know, as a couple, what you define as what real success is? You know, and I did this process, and it was um, a Brandon Bayes process that um, a lady had lent me the book that I used to work with in Flight Centre, and I was at her house, and and we were talking about it, and her husband had been to one of the seminars, and it was one of those random things. And she gave me this book, and um, this book was horrific to me it was horrific and uh, this lady's journey just got more and more tragic as I as I read on and um, you know not only did her health decline but her marriage broke down and her relationship with her daughter broke down and her house burnt up and then she so pretty much she ended up with literally nothing and she had to learn this lesson that you know what was life really really about and as I read this book um, it brought up a lot of not just fear but a knowing inside of me and knowing that, um, that one, day in our relationship, you know, one of us was going to live on while the other one didn't. And there was just this huge amount of emotion that, you know, came with that. And I followed up with somebody who was a practitioner that had done this process called the journey and I'm um, I'm not recommending that you do it I just am mentioning that you know for me this process was is, was one of the most intense processes that i would ever done and, um, and it really made me stop and understand that you know I came in alone and I'm gonna go alone and you know so for me at some point I need to be an independent person but if I remain too independent within my relationship am I ever going to experience what that relationship truly had to offer and so at some point i had to surrender and i had to give in and really experience the full like blown emotion of what love is and that mean that then when i open up it was going to set up a space that perhaps i would experience that sense of loss you know that full-on sense of loss when you love something so much and then it's no longer with you And it took me a long time to really process that how did I want to be focused, am I focused on uh, the loss, am I focused on the pain or should I be focused on the now, should I be be focused in the moment. And I can tell you that as I went through that process it really got me clear on what are you actually going to remember when you get to the end you know imagine what happens at the end now even if the end for you is even past the end and you whatever your spiritual beliefs are but you get somewhere wherever it is that you go and you get to look back on your experience that you've had on planet earth you know so let's say you have four thousand weeks on planet earth what are you going to remember what are going to be the memories that you're going to come back to and are you creating those memories deliberately And so I just played a game with myself. I would always conjure up this image that I'm going to meet that person (coughs) somewhere at some time and we're going to reminisce about the times that we had. And so if I was getting caught up in the detail, if I was getting caught up in, in rubbish is what I'd call it, absolute rubbish. Well then I would imagine how would I fast track out of this detail, this ridiculous detail so that when we meet again wherever that's going to be we can say oh and then remember we turned that around and then we did this and wasn't that crazy and wasn't that fun and it just was a way for me to get out of the density that usually we find ourselves in the day to day what's going on day to day and it made me create some incredible memories and one of the reasons that you know I do photo albums and people that come to my house say but don't you know now with digital cameras you can put them on disc and you can rotate them and have them on and I say yeah yeah I understand all that but for me it's a very deliberate process you know when I'm visualizing what my life is then I sit down and I dream what it is that I want and I idealize what it is that I want and then I verbalize it, I'll talk it out, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to do, and i create these, you know, dream books is what, what we've been taught successful people do. So they have these goals, and then they turn them into visuals, and, and you review them, and then obviously they, they materialize, they come into your life. Well, the photo albums are the evidence that goal-setting works for me. See, if I'm in a rut, or if I'm in a, in a, in a slump, Well, then one of my strategies that I do is I take a year from my life and I go and I have a look and I actually look at the memories that I created, the countries that I've traveled to. You know, I've been very fortunate being able to travel, you know, to 46 countries. Now, as a female married with small children, it's very, very rare that, um, that people get the opportunities that I've got. You know, I've traveled to enough countries to recognize how fortunate that I am as a female to be able to be a leader. There's many governments that wouldn't allow females to even have a say, let alone to be able to lead men or lead other people. Um, Being able to be a mother and a wife and a business owner and healthy and have a social life with friends and time away from my kids. You know, there's so much opportunity now as women that there is no reason for any of us to be victims you know because there's opportunity everywhere and i think as well for men you know never has there been a time where women are more capable in stepping up to to produce income and to be able to actively contribute in the household that frees you up to be able to start to learn more about yourself or to be able to contribute more with your kids when that used to be frowned upon You know so there's so many different opportunities that um that i think we're all facing as couples and recognizing that you know there's no set given formula in our society today that has to be followed you know if the woman wants to go out and work and the man wants to stay home and raise the children then fine you know if it's two women if it's two men then that's fine you know if it's Um, If you're looking at a a situation in terms of what spirituality that you have, what religion you are, what, what politics you have, it's a very, very open forum. And so when you get to the end of your life, what is it that you're actually creating? Are you creating your own sticking points? Are you creating the fights that don't even need to exist? You know, so the only strategy that I ever had was, well, look, I want to end up with this person anyway. I want to have a strong relationship. I want my children to see me as a role model, as a a mother, but also as a woman, as an independent woman. And so how would that role model react and respond right now? Would I rather be right or would I rather be kind? And I would always choose kind like let's just be kind about it nobody wants to be rough and you know so having this gracefulness to be able to be more humble and to be able to just surrender much quicker and say I'm sure you're right and I'm sure I'm wrong that's usually the case and it's true that is usually the case and so as soon as I softened and I surrendered then what I found within my relationship was then you know Kent would soften and he'd surrender and say you know what you're half right and I'm half right you know what if we did it this way And we would just resolve things a lot quicker. But so many times I'll be off on a tangent and he'll soften very quickly. I remember the first time he looked at me and he just said, why are you being so mean? And it was the perfect thing to say because I was so angry. I wasn't angry at him in particular, I was just angry. And so it made sense that I'd just take my anger out on the person that I loved the most. And so it was really clear that when he said that he just broke my pattern and I was able to cry, not because I was so, so sad, that I was angry and not upset him. Alright, so recognize if this person is your partner and they're your best friend and you're going to be the leaders and you're going to lead other couples, then how would you treat your best friend? You know, would you make them feel bad all the time, would you huff and puff around the home, would you not talk to them, would you withdraw love, would you be horrible to live with, or would you be the opposite to that? Would you be the person that when, when you ring, they can't wait to answer your call? When they hear you drive up the driveway, that they can't wait to run out the front to greet you? Do you want to be the type of parent that your kids just light up when you enter the room? You know, what's your vision? What do you want? Where are you headed? What memories are you actually creating so that you can have the life that you always dreamed that you would have? But that means that you have to do some things. And are you prepared on a weekly basis to do some things? And if you're going to do things, you can only do what you are. And you are what you think. So what are you thinking about yourself? You've got to get that self-talk on track and really clear what you're feeding yourself. Would you be prepared to give up television? Would you be prepared to give up television until you got this stuff right? You know, that's all we did. We just decided what time did we have that we could really work on ourselves you know before we had children we started really thinking about this when we had children it was even more important you know so i just think it's it's really valuable to start thinking who you're becoming as a person needs to be deliberate who you're hanging around is going to determine who you become and so just make sure that as you're moving through these different um, frameworks and, and what it is that you want that you've got a vision Pardon me, so you want to fast forward to the end of your life. Okay, so it's the end of your life. Who are the key relationships that you have within your life? And then what are you doing on a weekly basis within those relationships to make sure that they end up the way you envisage them? And that's really your plan. And once you've got your plan, then you have to communicate that. And you communicate it in a way that gets you the desired response that you want. And that might take some testing and measuring. You know, I remember I went to um, a brother of mine who's a real mentor and said, you know, we just don't have a relationship. He said, I don't have time for a relationship. And it it was hard for me, but I didn't understand. He had four children under the age of seven. Um, you know, he's a he's a very busy man. He's a barrister. He works a lot of hours, and then he's got a wife and a huge social network. And he runs charities. He's on the board of, of different things. And I'd taken him out to lunch um, for his birthday, and um, and I couldn't understand, you know, why he wouldn't want to have another relationship. But I hadn't looked at it from his eyes before. I was only ever looking at from my perspective what was important to me. And so it's taken me a few years to really humble myself and realize that I, there was no need for me to be hurt around that. I needed to communicate in a way that made it easy for him to have a relationship instead of pulling back and having no relationship whatsoever, which was my natural tendency because I'd been hurt. You know, and so there's a great saying that I've learned from one of my mentors hurting people hurt others. And so when, when someone's hurting and they say something, and that's the result that you feel is that you're hurt, just recognize that that person's already pulled and strained and and having challenges and that they require more love, they require more compassion and they require you to be stronger than anybody else. And so, you know, that was kind of the solution that I came up with, was all right. well, I'll just, I'll love him this way and I'll be able to send him messages this way. And this will honor him all. This will be able to you know, show him that I'm confident and that I can stand on my own two feet. It's just that I would enjoy a relationship based on equality. I don't need anything from you. I just want you to you know, be part of the journey that I'm on. And so just recognize that how you decide as a couple of who's important to have in your life and then what boundaries you wanna put around that. I mean, that's the other important thing. If you're a couple, You know, how do you maintain that you are a couple? What do you do on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis? What are you actually doing to impart to others that you're a couple? Does it look like you're a couple or are you always seen singularly? You know, that to me was always a really clear sign when I saw my friends and they were always without their partner that it was challenging for them. You know, that was the first thing, either their partner's working a lot and needs rest or they just didn't like their friends or or whatever it was. You know, there needs to be, you need to find groups of people that accept you as a couple and that you like to go because you're celebrated, um, you're not tolerated. You know, so where are the environments that you can get along to? And certainly that's I guess the major thing that you know I started to recognize but what I valued the most in my identity around who I was becoming within my marriage within my parenting was very very important that I put myself in the right environment. And so I guess that's really what I want to leave you with is understanding that you know you create the environment based on those modalities that we've spoken about, based on a lot of the evidence that we've, we've given over the last 12 months. But what the critical thing is, is your decision. You know, how do you make a decision that things will change? Well, it's a knowing. You make a decision and there's something that happens inside of you and there's a knowing. There's a knowing that you're going to be together forever. If you don't have that knowing, then there is something prior to that called kind of feeling that you need to work on until you get the knowing. And so it's just a decision. You make the decision to follow the path. And in following that path, then things get better and better and better. Just like the story, it's working, it's not working, it's working, it's not working. And uh, and so certainly I know from watching, you know, my parents that have been married now 46 years, and, um, and certainly there's periods where it's working and there's periods where it's not working. But um, I understand through modeling and through watching is that there's always this generosity given There's always a, a feeling that of certainty that it's not the end that look everything this too will pass You know there's Zen saying is that you know when there when there's troubles people need to take 48 hours take a deep breath You know forgive each other move on and literally never mention it again And That's what basic conflict resolution is You know, both come to the table and say, do you agree that there's a problem? And if you agree that there's a problem, then identify what the problem is, and then work on a solution and never mention the problem again. And once you've got a solution for moving forward, then sticking with that strategy or getting a better strategy every single time. And as that happens, you'll start to realize the internal dialogue settles down, the external dialogue settles down, the kinesthetic feeling increases internal and external when that person comes home there isn't that feeling of dread or fear or frustration or anger or panic or whatever it is the negative feelings that we have as well as you know there's just um, you know a general um, understanding that by looking at that person across the room that you know you're connected and that you're aligned. And it might just be a very subtle look that you need to give or a wink or a smile or whatever. And other couples will pick it up and they'll be, they'll be incredibly inquisitive as to what you've done. What have you done that's got that connection back? Because I think that's the number one thing that's lacking amongst couples. There's a massive disconnect and there's not people that um, are really enjoying the bliss that a relationship can really give at that next level. And so my challenge for you in this next year, maybe you need to review the whole thing, start again because from a heightened awareness, now as you go back through the exercises, they'll become more clear, they'll become faster. You might decide that you need to do you know, a regular date night, a regular general managers meeting where you talk about money in a specific time and you don't talk about it any other time. You might need to um, get on an exercise program together. You might want to plan a holiday together. You might want to see an accountant together, a financial planner together. Start doing things that you can both contribute equally and then you can start to discuss. Then there's things that you should do separately. You know, what is it that you want to learn and support the other person in a hobby or, or something that they want to master? If there was, you know, two or three things in your life that you've ever wanted to master, I remember asking my dad that. He said, "I would have always learned. I would have always loved to learn the piano." Now he's seventy-five now, and so you say, "Wow, really?" And Mum's like, "I never knew that." You know, so there's things that you know people just never feel that it's appropriate to ask. Six children working three jobs, and when would he have even felt that he? could have got away with asking, would it be okay if I just pop out for my piano lesson? (laughs) Okay, things have changed, things are very very different now, Uh, or maybe they're not, I don't know, but certainly in my household things are very different and um, you know when Kent wants the opportunity to do a course or go on a motorbike trip or a fishing trip or, or something like that with the boys then you know I really encourage it. And he really encourages me to stretch myself and to learn at the next level and And to get a different result so maybe you need to do things apart what about that girl's trip you've been talking about book it and go what about the you know the guys getting away book it and go what about some private time just where one of you goes away and and just stays in a hotel for the night a girlfriend of mine just booked herself into a five-star hotel in the city went on Friday afternoon, went and looked around the shops, had dinner on her own, stayed in a hotel, fell asleep really early because she's had two, she's got two very, very young kids who were sick, and, um, and slept in until she woke up and then went around all the shops in the city and, and had lunch and, and just really, really relaxed and came home on Sunday morning. So two nights away totally to do whatever it is that she wanted to do, completely indulgent, didn't waste any time on travel, just caught the bus into the city and uh and when she was talking it just conjured up this entire feeling of relaxation and uh and just topped her up because her husband travels a lot and he was heading heading um, interstate for some work for six weeks. So she was about to start, you know, six weeks of, of no break and so very important that, you know, he could really honour her and let her have that time. Apart, and he could have time solitary with the kids and isn't that true that if you do have children or you're planning to have children that you both need to learn how to be able to cope with the kids and you'll have totally different styles and sometimes the other person will cramp your style and certainly that's what you know I discovered is that my style is so so opposite to Kent's style that it's hilarious you know and the kids um, experience that. And, um, and certainly Kent knew that from growing up with two, uh, two sets of parents as one thing was appropriate here and it wasn't appropriate there and he, was, uh, he had a really interesting childhood being these two completely different children. And so that was, it was, it's even funny now when we go and visit and he's different when he goes into each different house so strange for me but um but exciting for him and so i guess it's you know here's where the homework part sits in what are the strategies you're going to put in place how are you going to put checks and measures in place that once a quarter you're going to be able to see if it's working or if it's not working who have you got to mentor you to talk to and you know of course we're always here to to lend you a helping hand so I really wish you well on this journey and um, I look forward to getting your feedback and, and hearing about all the wonderful results that you're getting. But always keep that end picture in mind and that's really what I wanted, wanted to finish with was just that understanding that at some stage if you could conjure up this picture that you're going to meet again somewhere and you're going to have a laugh about it and you're going to say, wow, remember you said that and I said this and, and then that's how it ended up. You know, what do you want that situation? What do you want that discussion to sound like? Not just with each other as a couple, but with your children, you know, with your loved ones, your parents, your friends, all that type of thing. Just, it's a game. Just think of it as a game. And as you get through the game, how graceful are you? How clear are you on your objectives? You know, how humble are you? And how much are you willing to receive as opposed to how much do you want to get? And, uh, and I think that that's really, really important that givers get. And so when you give 100%, you absolutely receive 100%. So enjoy it and, uh, and have a wonderful, wonderful journey. Bye.